Ian. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another Tiro podcast in conjunction with the Travel Industry Recruitment Opportunities Facebook page. And of course, we are now on LinkedIn as well. It's been another great week. Some really good news coming in that we're seeing more placements, more jobs being offered. And of course, we're seeing the group grow. There's more members and that's down to every one of you passing it on, adding friends and colleagues and peers. And again, more and more jobs are being posted in there. So thank you, everybody, that's posting a job within the group. It's just superb. Really, really great. So today I am joined by a special guest, uh, Nicola Pickup. Now I'm going to get Nicola to explain a little bit about her working history. Hello, Nicola. Hi, Danny. Thank you very much for uh, for having me. Um, I will try and keep my working history uh, short and sweet. Uh, just to say that I've been working in the travel industry for over 20 years until COVID. I've worked here. I've few people might know me from business development. Uh, I worked with Columbia Beach Resort and Londa most recently, but I've worked in agencies, call centers, uh, etc., cetera, uh, doing marketing. Uh, so that is the, the very potted uh, history. However, um, due to COVID, I was made redundant, uh, like many of us uh, listening, I guess and I was looking around for something to do, uh, quite enjoying furlough, um, to be honest, uh, that I got before redundancy. But uh, whilst I was looking around, I came across a post on Facebook for, from somebody that I worked with 20 years ago, advertising a skills boot camp in software development, which is, um, might sound a bit random, but I've done a lot of work on websites and with digital marketing over the years. So I thought, well, that could enhance my skills. I uh, applied for the course and then was shocked to find out I got a place, which was amazing. That was last um, last August. And then bizarrely, uh, within three weeks of being on the course, the course was a 12 week course. Um, the project manager said to me, um, I'm actually leaving my job. Uh, I've had a look at your CV and I think that the st- skills that you've got are quite transferable and I think you'd be a good candidate for my job, which was um, <laughs> quite uh, quite interesting, shall we say. Um, Cut a long story short, I ended up taking that role and then I ended up managing the two subsequent cohorts um, of the uh, skills bootcamp for software development. I wasn't really cut out for a career in software development, probably because I like people too much. I like to talk, as you can probably already guess in the the short time that um, I've been speaking. And um, being the project manager on the course, helping coordinate, changing people's lives uh, was just just amazing. Uh, We had a few teething problems along the way. We had a lot of student dropouts initially. Uh, but on my final cohort, eight out of nine of my students now have jobs in software engineering. So that really gave me um, gave me quite a buzz. Um, so that that was that. The course um, funding ran out at the end of March, as often happens with these government uh, schemes. We were told of another boot camp that might be starting and it was supposed to start in April, didn't happen. 
Um, eventually, um, I think it was June, maybe July, the government uh, decided that they were going ahead with um, the extension to the pilot scheme. And then very quickly, um, we needed to be mobilised um, on, a, on a new project. I actually work for a different employer now. And uh, I am now involved with um, a digital marketing skills boot camp or two that will run um, in September and January next year. But what I'm here to talk about more is the scheme in general, I suppose. Um, uh, mine just runs across the, uh, the northwest of the UK, but uh, there are lots of opportunities throughout the UK on different courses as well. So I'm guessing Danny's now going to ask me some questions. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. That's... Um... That's, that just really shows the power of the what they call the hidden job market, I suppose, isn't it? You know, you, you've you've now got work as a result of doing something and almost networking because you were you were signing on to the, to do that course, um, and it's turned out into into a completely different avenue than than you would have thought. 12, 12, 13 months ago. So no, congratulations. It sounds uh, yeah, it sounds a really uh, nice success a, story. It, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but it. It really is just phenomenal. We can often be very critical of the uh, the government, but as I think particularly with the travel industry being the way it is at the moment, it's it's hard to get a job in the industry, and lots of people are having to uh, to look outside. Digital skills is something that there's um, quite a growth of. Uh, I've actually been looking at some uh, some facts and figures while I'm uh, posting on social media to attract students to my course. And it, it's really surprising uh, that over half of employers, despite having a massive, massive pool of people to to choose from because unemployment is high, that they're still finding that um, employ, uh, applicants, should I say, don't have those necessary skills, um, that they're not meeting the minimum standards. Now, we all know in travel, Everybody's got loads of transferable skills. I'm, I'm sure you have, Danny, uh, and everybody listening. You, you've got to be a bit of a, a jack of all trades in uh, in travel, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. You're, you're right, and I think um, obviously digital certainly the way the world's going. You know, I think it's evident with the with the amount of Zoom, Teams, whatever, uh, Google Hangouts that we've had over the last uh, sort of 18, 17, 18 months. The um, the big thing is obviously knowing where to find these these courses and and whether these courses you know the funding behind it do, do the are the government funded or do the, the candidates have to to purchase them themselves no, they are government funded the um, government have put two and a half billion pounds into the lifetime guarantee uh, sorry lifetime skills guarantee um, they're hoping to train, upskill, reskill 11 million adults. The skills boot camps are just a part of that um, and have received £43 million pounds for um, this financial year. Um, so it, it's just one of the, a small strand. And I, I think one of the difficult things is, as you say, Danny, finding that provision. I will provide a list of skills boot camps in the UK but it's not great, I'll be honest. It gives you the main contractors, but I actually work for a subcontractor, as do 20 other organisations, and they're not listed on there. And all of them offer something slightly different. So 
I think one source of um, advice is probably to look at um, your local enterprise partnership. They're working very much in conjunction with the government to get the message out about these. But uh, so in our local area, the um, Lancashire Enterprise Partnership are putting together, um, I suppose, a, a prospectus with all the different courses uh, on. But it's not very centralised, I would uh, I would say, unfortunately. So whilst I can post a, a list of uh, them in general, um, you might need to do a little bit of digging around to uh, to find something in your local area, sadly. Yeah, of course, that's unlike the government to make things simple, isn't it? Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> so no, well, that's good. But you know, I think it, like anything, if you if you if you do a little bit of homework or a little bit of searching, then you will find these these courses and boot camps available. Um, and are um, they open to oh. to everybody of any age? To be honest, the criteria is pretty broad. You've got to be aged over 19, that's a must, so we won't accept anybody uh, under that age. Um, it doesn't matter whether you're already working in low-paid jobs, unskilled, whether you're um, unemployed, returning to work. It really is very, uh, very broad. Um, just a side note on that, uh, the provision is free to all the students. Um, the, there's absolutely no cost to any students. Um, if you're self-employed, it is free, which is wonderful news because I didn't initially think um, that it would be free if you were self-employed. So I guess that might um, apply yeah. to uh, a lot of, of travel agents out there who, um, who are self-employed. Whilst they're quiet, they could go on a course, learn the skills about digital marketing. And as long as they're using that to grow the business, I. I, on my course, can evidence that and uh, accept such a student. The only slight exception to the rule is um, for employers. If there are employers who want to upskill their workforce, um, so perhaps certain departments might have been made redundant and they want to redeploy them, there is a cost attached to that. Um, the government will subsidise 70%, but the employer would have to pay 30%. That will be different on the different courses, but as an example, for my course, the commercial value is £2,500. The government will subsidise it and the employer would pay £750 plus VAT. So even even if the employer has to has to pay for it, I think at the end of the day, that value, what they'll get back in the long run, will, will surely the return on investment is going to be is going to be there, isn't it? I I would certainly say so. Um, obviously, I'm, I can't speak for other courses. They're run by all sorts of different organisations. The last company that I worked for was um, a local enterprise partnership, and they did a lot with communities, business startups. So they had lots of connections in that world. The company that I'm now working for is actually um, a search engine optimization and pay-per-click advertising agency. So behind us on our course, we've got loads of expertise if you were to use the services of our company as a, as, um, a travel company coming to uh, our agency, I, I honestly don't know the commercial rates, but I can only imagine what the commercial rates would be. We're actually going to teach students and give them those industry insiders on our course. And it is very much about being industry led. The people that have been successful in receiving funding 
are all have good links to the industry it's all about the industry the digital industry in my case there are other industries actually involved um construction uh is one uh there is also uh, green industries uh, engineering and manufacturing uh, and rail they only have a limited number of courses digital is the big one with the uh, the much more uh, choice in uh, in digital uh, as you can imagine there are a lot of uh, jobs in the digital space uh, available as well definitely and i think uh, as we said earlier on we alluded to it earlier on digital certainly digital marketing in the in the travel industry is going to be crucial as we start to come out of this pandemic you know we talk about it every time on these podcasts we're edging ever closer there's always seems to be that little more chink of of light coming and we'll have to wait and see what the latest update is regarding the traffic light system but you know we do seem to be if not slowly getting further and further away from from where we were even this time last year so um and if you've got that digital skill set that can take your company or yourself or your own business to the next level then and you're getting you're getting this knowledge and expertise from a training boot camp or training course that you're delivering um it's only going to be beneficial for for everybody isn't it I think the great thing about digital marketing in particular, you know, whilst there are loads of other courses like the software development, is that digital marketing can be used in almost any company. Uh, that There are many companies of any size that don't need somebody that knows about digital marketing. So for us in the travel industry, most of us, you know, we live and breathe the travel industry. I have done for 20 years and when I kind of took a little foray out of it, I... I always thought I'm going to have to come back because it's it's what I love and I, and I think most of the listeners will uh, will feel similarly. Yeah, we we don't often do it for the money, um, <laughs> but but we love the industry. And the great thing about the digital marketing is you can do digital marketing in the travel industry. That's where I've learnt my skills along the way, I guess. So so I've got my foot in two industries now. <laughs> no, definitely, it's a, it's a good way to do it. It's, it's expanding your portfolio which is which is great which is what so many people have had to do uh, during this time um and we will be putting a link on uh onto the um update once we once I, I launch this podcast but as you mentioned there there's a lot obviously that are, that are related around the government and it tends to be a lot in england but there are um courses that you can do in, in the other home nations i personally did one via skills development scotland and it was a digital marketing course, funnily enough. Um, so, so they are available out there as well. So you can, if you do a little bit of searching, you know, Google can be everybody's friend, as we know. And um, as Nicola said there, local enterprise groups, local governments, they should be able to help you. Even your local job centre, to a certain point, should be able to help you, shouldn't they? That is true. Um, we're working quite closely in conjunction with the job centre um, when we... When I worked on the initial boot camp, I did think, oh, job centres, are they the right place to find good quality candidates? Because traditionally, um, I think I wouldn't have looked at the job centre for good quality candidates. However, with the situation that we're in, many people are having to go through the job centre because they're claiming universal credit. So I think the calibre of um, potential students and employees going through the job centre now is very different to what it may have traditionally been. And we've been working quite closely in conjunction with them. I had uh, an hours meeting yesterday 
where I presented the facts of my course and then there were about another 20 other um, courses in our area um, to let the job centre staff know, the work coaches, so they can uh, disseminate the information out to um, their claimants um, that they're helping to uh, to find jobs so certainly um, the job centres uh, should be able to help. Um, I have found again that that is quite sporadic what Manchester Job Centre does compared to Burnley Job Centre can be quite different. Um, I, if anybody is struggling to find out any provision um, even if it's not within my area Anybody can feel free to drop me a message. Um, I'm sure Danny will put my contact details in there. I will try my best to help you and find something in your local area if you want to do something, because I just think it, it won't take much of my time. I've probably got an idea where to look, and if it could help somebody, then it's going to give me that warm, fuzzy feeling, I guess. <laughs> no, definitely. Well, that's very kind of you, Nicola. And, and Nicola is a member of the TRO group, so you can message her. Um, and get in contact with her via via the Facebook group on there as well. She's also on LinkedIn, so you can hunt her down on LinkedIn as well there for Nicola Pickup. So, but um, if you are, you know, in that sort of universal credit work coach scenario, get onto your work coaches, get them to do the work as well, because that's their job. They should be helping you find these solutions. So um, ask them the question. And then if they don't know, they should be able to go and find somebody else who, who can. Uh, in, uh, sure. uh, on there so no it's, it's been really interesting because you know we've had a couple of people on from different training companies already talking about how to upskill and, and how to develop yourself during this pandemic and, and as we are coming out of it people will suddenly start to think well I'm going back to my job I don't need to but with these courses and from what, you, what, you're, take, what you're talking about here is it can be run alongside going back to work can't it you don't it's not going to take up hours of your day is it yeah, most of them are pretty flexible because they're understanding that people might be in other jobs. Um, the course commitment can be quite um, intense. Um, I believe most of them are around 20 hours per week. However, what I would say, uh, that 20 hours might be to somebody who's not in the travel industry. If we've got people listening that are self-employed and they want to grow their own travel business and use that, a lot of it, a lot of it, um, I'm only speaking for my course, but will be based on project work, which can be working on your own business. So it wouldn't necessarily be 20 hours set apart. It's working in conjunction with your business and helping you create um, social media posts and a full marketing strategy to uh, to build on. So, and the same goes for people who want, might be interested in putting their employees through. From that side of things, it's not such a, a big commitment on my course um, for people who are outside of the industry and now and don't have that experience. It also gives them the opportunity to build up a portfolio that they can show. Because the hardest thing is when you go for a job, all right, you've, you've been on a 12-week course, what have you learned? Can you demonstrate what you have learned? So we are keen to get people out there that can show, look, this is the quality of, of work that uh, that we can do. And I think that will go a long way in helping convince employers to perhaps take a risk on somebody that is new to the industry. It also has the benefits um, for the employer that 
they might get away with a little bit of a lower salary for a, for a while and then the employee can prove themselves because they're going to shine add that value to the company show that return on investment and then it leaves them in a good bargaining position to work to up the salary definitely definitely and i think um from what you're saying, saying there, obviously, the, the evidence that they're collating is, 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 is not only used just for the course, but it can be used for, for things much further down the line, like you said, with, with job interviews and potential employers. Because if you can certainly show, instead of just talk about what you can do, then that's, you know, that's going to make a big difference. Uh, Nicola, Definitely. it's been wonderful speaking to you uh, today and really interesting to, to hear about this. And it's a diff- it is different to, to what we've talked about with the other training providers on here as well. So, so there's lots of opportunities. And although we are looking at going back to work and we are, you know, coming out of the pandemic, there's still time to learn. There's always time to learn something new. As they say, every day is a school day. So, you know, make sure True. that you, you enhance your personal experiences and your, your, you know, challenge yourself and that sense of achievement once it's completed, as you said, gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling, doesn't it? Definitely. And doing something that you haven't done before and seeing yourself grow is, is quite phenomenal uh, for me doing the, even though I didn't pursue a career in software development, the amount in 12 weeks was just beyond anything that I've ever done before uh, you know they're not all easy they're not a walk in the park but the, the rewards really are there if you're keen you know we're looking for people that are keen and enthusiastic that most of them don't have any criteria for entry you don't have to have any um prior experience in that area that's what it's all about is getting people to start the career so motivation and enthusiasm is what all the course providers are looking for and somebody that's employable at the end of it because not forgetting the goal at the end is to get people into jobs that's what we're tasked with definitely everybody back to work well thank you very much for your time today it's been very exciting as i said we'll pop on a link um, to some of these courses uh with the description once this podcast goes out but um Please remember, everybody, add your friends, your, your, your colleagues, your peers into the Facebook group. We're getting more and more people, as I said, right at the very start, joining the group. And thank you once again to everybody that's adding those posts and, and jobs in there. Continue to do that. You are making a difference. You are helping. We are seeing members um, back in the workplace, some within the industry, some without the side of the industry. But uh, you certainly are helping. So thank you very much. And again, thank you very much, Nicola. Thank you, Danny.